On the show today, we've got an update on Justin Peck's return to racing, more details on Buddy Kofoid's move to Vermeer, if Scott Bloomquist is actually retired or not, and more. Let's go. It's Friday, June 9th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Last night at Eldora, for the first night of the Dirt Late Model Dream Weekend, we had uh, two not-surprising prelim feature winners in Tim McCready and Ricky Thornton Jr. McCready started eighth in the first 25-lapper, and somehow before the first circuit was even complete, was already third. The middle opened up on the start, and he just drove straight through everybody. Uh, Late in the race, he took advantage of a restart following a caution for a slowing Spencer Hughes and pounced on race-long leader Hudson O'Neill to grab the top spot. The prelim win was just McCready's third super late model victory of 2023 and his first at Eldora since 2021. McCready is still winless in Outlaw and Lucas competition this season, but did grab a pair of dirt car wins at Volusia way back in February. McCready has 13 straight top 10s in competition at Eldora and 15 top 10s in his past 16 races. O'Neill and Kyle Strickler were also on the podium in that first feature. Race number two, it was all RTJ out front. He started on the pole, led all 25 laps to score the victory over Devin Moran and Mike Marler. Like we said, RTJ has come in absolutely red hot. That continued last night. Jonathan Davenport was fifth in the second race, and Brandon Overton was hard charger in that one, going 22nd to 9th after needing a B-main transfer. The win for RTJ was his second ever at Eldora and first since a prelim night win for the World 100 back in 2018. Tonight at Eldora, they will do it all over again with two more split field prelim programs. And then Saturday, we uh, will be all about that $129,000 winner's check. Uh, don't forget, Thursday night's racing from last night, tonight's racing, uh, all of those uh, you know events pay points. And then guys will have heat races set up by those points for Saturday. Flow Racing will continue to have the live stream all weekend long. A couple of other notes from Dream Thursday. Dirt car and track officials did extend the signaling ban to not only prohibit sticks, but also where crews can stand. This was announced during the driver's meeting. Basically, nobody is allowed to stand along the front stretch or backstretch walls, and that was met with mixed reaction, according to a piece at DirtOnDirt.com. Some crews attempted to stand on top of haulers or signal from the other allowed areas, but it appeared to be pretty difficult to communicate with drivers from those spots. Also, Kyle Strickler showed up to Eldora this week with a new rocket chassis swapping from Longhorns. He's uh, getting help this week from Scott Bloomquist and Cody Mallory, and it appeared to work with Strickler solid all night and ending up third. We'll see if that continues through the week. I did want to uh, give an update uh, about Bloomquist, uh, especially after what we talked about yesterday, that he won't be racing this week for the first time in his career. Flow Racing's Derek Kessinger asked him last night if he was retired, and Bloomquist played down the idea his driving career is over. He said they'll be sure to make an announcement when he is actually retired and that he still has some work to get done. Uh, and that he still wants to come back at some point this year. I would assume that means there's more work to do with his body following some of his health issues and surgeries. In the meantime, it seems like he's staying plenty busy helping out guys like Strickler and hanging around Rocket Chassis. Quick side note, in honor of Dream Week, I've dropped prices on the two late model items in the store over at shop.dirttracker.com. As you can see on the screen, that means decals, and that means late model t-shirts. Uh, for this weekend, you can get a late model shirt for $12 shipped in the U.S. and late model stickers are marked down to 4 bucks. You can take advantage of that offer through Sunday. Also, uh, if you're an international watcher of the show or listener, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, uh, and if you just want stickers from the shop, reach out to me on the side. I haven't figured out how to make the shipping show up correct when folks order just stickers. 
It tries to charge a whole lot for shipping, which just is not correct. It's only a few bucks to drop some stickers in an envelope internationally. So holler at me and we can get that worked out. Uh, you can get merch anytime over at shop.dirttracker.com. At Lincoln Park last night, buddy Kofoid hard charged his way to the victory on night four of Indiana Midweek. Emerson Axum actually led most of the race. Uh, with Logan Seavey getting into the mix around halfway as well. But Kofoid moved up from 7th and flat, drove around Axum on the top side to take the lead with 9 to go. Kofoid will now depart Midget Week with finishes of 2nd, 1st, 4th, and 1st, and the week-long points lead. I'll have more on Buddy here in a minute. Uh, Midget Week continues tonight and through the weekend with races at Bloomington, Lawrenceburg, and Kokomo, and things will open up, uh, obviously, with Kofoid out of the way. C.V. Axum and Jacob Denny trailed Kofoid in the points, and I think those three will now be left to fight it out. You've got Bryant Wiedemann and Justin Grant not far out of it either. And even with another finish outside the top 10 last night, Denny maintains the season-long points lead for the USAC Midgets. If you aren't headed out to watch, these next three races will be live on flow. Back to Kofoid and his plans moving forward. It seems as though things aren't quite set in stone for Kofoid and Vermeer past Ohio Sprint Speed Week. We talked about this move... Uh, uh, with Vermeer getting rid of Hunter Schoenberg and bringing in Kofoid. Supposedly, Kofoid wasn't planning on finishing Midget Week anyway and was instead initially headed to Knoxville with the Indy Race Part 71 to run with the Outlaws. Now he's going to run Speed Week with the All-Stars with Vermeer, but what happens after that, we're not sure. Tony Vermeer told Jeremy Elliott that he thinks it won't just be Speed Week and that future events like the High Bank Nationals at Husits are on the table, but Buddy is still working on things with Bernie and the 71, so maybe he could be going back and forth here. And even though they have the family connection, Clinton Boyles is sticking around to continue crew chiefing that car, uh, and crew guy Nate Knotts is staying as well. So the Vermeer 55 situation seems like it will stay fluid at least for a while in terms of drivers and where they race. We'll see uh, how Kofoid makes out with the All-Star starting tonight at Attica. Ohio Sprint Speed Week races eight of the next nine nights with stops at Attica, Fremont, Wayne County, Sharon, Atomic, Eldora, and Portsmouth coming up. Tyler Courtney leads uh, the all-star standings right now. Speed Week should mix things up a bit. Last year, we had seven different winners over the nine races. And one driver I've been asked a bunch about in recent weeks is Justin Peck and what his status is. He suffered a concussion in that nasty crash at Bridgeport and has been sitting out because of it. But thanks to a tweet from him yesterday, we know that he and the Book 13 team will be back in action this weekend. They are planning on running tonight in the weekly show at Williams Grove and sticking around central Pennsylvania on Saturday to run Lincoln. Uh, makes sense for the team to get started again at tracks near their Pennsylvania shop before going back out on the road. There's plenty of big money races coming up, so I'm sure they'll be back in the thick of things very soon. Last thing I want to spotlight today is the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars at Knoxville. The next two nights, the April trip to Knoxville was canceled because of weather. So this will be the first appearance for the Outlaws at the track this season. Two 10,000 win shows on tap, but I think more importantly... Uh, you know crews and drivers will be using these laps and kind of looking ahead to the Knoxville Nationals later this summer. I think the car count should be pretty solid the next two days with all the outlaw teams, Knoxville regulars, plenty of travelers coming through to get laps and tune their cars up on this new Hoosier tire. This event a year ago was split by Brent Marks and Brian Brown. The outlaw standings remain tight at the top with Carson Macedo leading Brad Sweet by just 10 points. David Gravel only another 22 back. Following this weekend, we've got Beaver Dan coming up 30,000 win over those two nights, uh, and then the four-day High Bank Nationals at Houston that will pay $750,000 through the week. So big money coming up uh, for the Sprint Car guys. That's it for the Daily this week. Make sure to keep an eye on the streaming schedule over at DirtTracker.com this weekend if you're trying to find something to watch. Hope you guys have a good weekend out there. We'll see you right back here on Monday. <laughs>